0: <laughs> Welcome back, podcasters, uh, to another episode of *Fermented Faith*. The episode—I <laughs> can't do it. I'm—I'm no, I'm Jordan Byrne, I'm here with my wife Riley, who is uh, who's dancing and cracking me up. So we have a baby <laughs> we have a baby boy <laughs> with us, and he is not happy about us recording this podcast. Or so, me sitting down. Yeah, particularly are sitting down. So she, we've adjusted the mic so she could stand up, and she is dancing to the intro music, and it's cracking me up. And uh, that's what you're walking into here. But um, <laughs> the, the Firmative Faith is an episode where... Well, they're it, not
1: walking into
0: it. They're that's true. They're... Tuning into tuning it. Tuning into it. Yeah. Thanks for that <laughs> correction. Our goal here on Feminine Faith is to talk about how the gospel impacts everyday things of life, and in this particular little mini-series, we're talking about one of the, um, you know, most mm, present and important, but... Not really talked about. Not really talked about subjects, particularly in the church world. Talked about all the time in the culture. Church doesn't always know how to handle it. It makes a lot of people blush.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but we're talking about taking back sex.
1: Taking it back because...
0: Because
1: it's ours to begin with. It's God's that's right, idea. Yes. He created it. He designed it very intricately, yep. very um specific yep. and um beautifully. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 And so for the world to have this, you know, hold on it where it's portrayed as hot and steamy outside of, out of outside of marriage and, you know, this hookup culture and in the media and all of these things, and the world uses it to, to sell everything. I, it's just, it's all over. And then sometimes we as Christians kind of blush about it. We don't know what to do. And, and not that we're going to do what the world does and make it, visit, you know, we're not going to let the world into our bedroom, but we also should, we should let the Bible into our bedroom. We should mm-hmm. let the Bible, inform. and the Bible talks a lot about it. And so yeah. we want to talk a lot about it. And redeem it. And redeem it. Absolutely. And so that's our heart. This is part two. And this also sort of goes in um, with our sermon series. So this is meant to supplement what we've been teaching through as a church um, at The Journey so Illinois. And so if you're not a part of our church or if, you've been, if you just haven't been here, um, go check out those sermons, thejourneysi.org and um, the transcendence of sex and the importance of sex in marriage. Um, again, kind of set up part of what we're talking about. We're just diving a little bit deeper here. But but just know that we're going to assume some things in this podcast. We're not going to cover everything and part of that's covered in those sermons and part of that we'll just have to get to another time. But um this matters not just because it's like you know some people want to have a good sex life and so we no like it's it's important and it's an it's an essential part of marriage. Like it's a, it's something that God uh commands. That's what we looked at last week in First Corinthians 7 that that uh it's you know Paul says, "Hey, Outside of marriage, sex has really significant implications and consequences. You should flee from it. But inside of marriage, you should stay together, come together regularly. The only exception he gives for taking a break is if you're fasting and praying. Otherwise, keep coming together regularly. Because it's God's good gift, not just to make kids, but to enjoy one another, to bring oneness, it's this culmination of this covenant where he says in Genesis 2.24 that a man shall leave his father and mother. This is right after he said they're naked and unashamed, by the way, uh, and they shall leave their father and mother and the two shall become one flesh. That's he—that's that, a physical union that goes beyond the physical into the, the spiritual, emotional, holistic union where some theologians have even called it the mingling of souls, and sex is a part of that. Sex is a part of the union, the connection, the bond that God has for man and wife. And it's important, plays a hugely important role in preserving the covenant of marriage. And so, um, you know, when we talked about how God gave it to us for connection. We talk, we'll we talk a lot more about that. But, but you know, yes, for making kids, but for connection and for pleasure. Like, it, you know, he didn't have to make it feel good, but he did. And then also for protection, that's the big idea in 1 in Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, where he says, do not deprive one another except perhaps by an agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourself to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And so we're doing this because unfortunately we've seen a few marriages uh, fall apart and pretty much consistently when you pry into that, they've been um, marriages that have had inconsistent at best and sometimes just straight up non-existent sex lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and those things are interrelated and it's not, you know, that causation is not one or it's just, they're, they're very often, um, I've started to ask that question a lot sooner in counseling, a lot sooner in just relationships with people at the church. Are you guys, um, are you being intimate? Is your sex life regular? Because if not, man, that is a big tell of the health of the relationship. And so um, that's our heart. Is, it, is it, Our hope is to sort of help um, with that. Um, and one of those reasons that couples often end up going weeks, months, years without... Um, sorry for that, guys. Without sex is uh, a lot of times it's porn. And... Um, or if they start going, you know, those periods of times without it, a lot of times one or the other or both turn to porn. And so it has significant impacts. And then also just uh, the impact of young men in particular, but women, being affected by the porn culture and then trying to come into marriage and have a healthy marriage is is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And so that was our story. Uh, we shared a little bit of that on the last one. God has healed us. God has done a good work in us. And um, we didn't really know... Th- the, while he was doing it, but there's actually some uh, pretty fun and biological explanations into what he did in our life. And so, do uh, yeah, you want to so, recap that a little bit for us?
1: Yeah. So, um, last week, I'll try to do my best recap without, you know, getting into too much detail and talking for an hour. Um, So, last week, or last time.
0: Last episode. Last whatever.
1: episode. There you go. Um, We talked about um how... So I work with the Restore Network, and so we work with a lot of foster parents um, who are parenting kiddos that have been through some hard things. Um, one of the things that we use for that is TBRI, and one of the things they talk about um, in this trauma-based parenting principles are um, understanding how the brain works. And so we, Jordan and I were learning about this as foster parents, um, but we were also learning you know, what was going on in the brain and how um, the, the synapses in the brain form these neural pathways that get pretty hardwired. So if you think of it as the wiring of the brain and these connections get made, and then the more often these things are happening, these connections are getting made, the stronger that connection is. Um, and so like we think of it as um, cows in a pasture, you know, cows getting to water they tend to travel down the same path and form a little bit of a rut because they know that's going to get them to water. Um, and so it's the same kind of imagery. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and so what we teach our, what we teach our foster parents and our adoptive parents is, you know, um, how to correct that in their child's brain. So one of the examples I gave last week was a child who grew up or was raised in a, a neglective environment and, May have developed a uh, survival strategy of just acting out, throwing a tantrum to get food. Um, obviously, that's a negative behavior. The need under the underlying is food, but he was learning to get his needs met. And so now, in a healthy environment, in a you know, different, you know removed from that situation, he's still operating out of that because that's his impulse. That's hardwired in his brain. Yeah. so, um, so we teach—so we're going to use that. Like, that's what we talked last time about how that is—how we've actually connected that to um, the addiction to porn. And, you know, and that's just like a a hardwired thing that has been um, developed in our brains.
0: Yeah, not from the beginning. Not hardwired, like, as in design, but it, right. it's the effect. Yeah. Yeah, so what we're talking about here is, is particularly when men— Again, we we know that there's there's women that struggle with porn, and I don't want to minimize that, but I'm more familiar. I'm just talking with what we're most familiar with, and that is our own story. And so for for me, and I know lots of men that when when you grow up, when you're exposed to porn at a young age, and you're you're masturbating, and you're, you're you're that that is is your life for years before marriage, and oftentimes into marriage, as we talked about last week, um, that has an effect where you're constantly intaking images. And you're constantly looking at images, and is, it's is tied to the intent to later lust after—you're lusting after them in the moment, and you're filing those away, and you're planning on, you know, running that reel of images while you're, um, you know, masturbating later. And, and that becomes our life. So everything that we—every every bit of skin that we see in real life on TV screen, on computer screen, or whatever— Gets funneled into that rut, right? Where this this channel—I sort of compared it last week to this this hill that we kind of all have this sort of, you know, this sexual desire that has a, a bit of a tint to it. And yeah, when it rains, it, you know, the, the ground's going to absorb that or whatever. But when we start when we start, uh, you know, masturbating, that sort of blows this intensity onto this uh, into this rut where all of that energy gets and it, and it creates this, you know, have you seen? powerful rain kind of wash into this, this rut into your yard. And now all the water goes there consistently. It gets deeper and deeper and deeper. That's what happens with porn. And so we have these men that, though they don't want to be addicted to porn and they want to enjoy their wife, they find themselves still struggling. They find It's hardwired in their brains. Yeah, because it, it, this connection has been made. So when they do see mm-hmm. too much skin, when they see that woman on TV, whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's still it's falling back. Triggering. into triggering. It's triggering in that rut and yeah. it's flowing there and they and they don't understand, and then we obviously that's hurtful to the to the wife, and and this creates this issue, and so, right. that's because that's, of God's good design and the power that happens in that intense moment,
1: right? It's yeah, the exactly. Firing that we're talking about, right? Exactly, and so, um, so that's just what's happening in your brain, but what's also happening is the body chemistry during. Orgasm. And we know, and last week we talked about how during orgasm, your body is releasing dopamine, which is an excitatory hormone. It's also releasing endorphins, which is kind of gives you a little bit of a high. And it's also releasing oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone. And so all of these things are being released in this high, you know, toxic pleasure um, over sensory type experience to an image. Or to you know, yeah, a video or whatever right. fill in the blank, and so so that that bonding is happening, and um so so what we're gonna do today is we're gonna take all of that negative effect that our brain and body chemistry has um, imp- has yep. has impacted that I guess right. um and we're going to we're going to flip it. Yep. And in the same way that we use this to help teach our parents how to correct negative behavior in children, we're going to do that same thing here. So, you know, we we tell them you can't just you can't take away their behavior without giving them another way to do it, without giving them another tool. So, basically you're taking away their tool of survival. And you're not leaving them with anything yeah. else. So instead of just correcting that behavior, we're, we're telling them, okay, so instead of just, so we're gonna give them a, a chance to do it the right way. Right. And we're gonna form a new pathway. That's right. In the brain. And so we're gonna use that today. You know, we're gonna talk about that today, yep. how we can use that to create new neural pathways in our own brains. Um, and so basically, what that's gonna mean is you know uh, creating those new pathways and, and using the dopamine, endorphins, and oxytocin, and all those you know huge bonding hormones in a positive The way bond, that God meant
0: for it to be. The yep. way that
1: God meant for it to be. And so basically what we're saying is you're just going to get with your spouse and have a whole lot of sex. <laughs>
0: That's it. That's really the sum of the episode. So <laughs> thanks for tuning in. No. <laughs> yeah. So
1: the more you do it that way, yeah. the stronger that connection is going to be. And the weaker yeah. that other bond and here, is going to become,
0: and that's why we started sharing this fire together, wire together stuff, because uh, we struggled with this for years, the, the the struggle itself, and then even whenever you know I get, gained victory over you know the porn issue, um, and our all of a sudden I'm like, man, our our marriage, like our sex life, our marriage, our connection just kept getting better and better and better, and 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 that hasn't stopped, and that's and and I'm like, man, I I did not. Like I found myself going, like I didn't even know it could be this good, and it was just, it was, it was amazing, and I was just really grateful. And so then I, I'm walking with a lot of other men through these same sort of struggles, and and I found myself one day talking to one of them, and and you know, and he was he was just really struggling. He goes, yeah, I know, I gotta, I gotta work on that. I know that that those images are still in my you know my brain, and it's still difficult to connect that to my wife and and whatever, and and I. At first, was just kind of related. Yeah, I know that's a struggle. And then I said, I, I, found myself saying, "Man, I don't know how, but God can heal you. Like, I don't know exactly what, but God can, God can actually fix that mm-hmm. to where you're not lusting after every woman you see, and you're not struggling to think about them, and you're not just kind of white knuckling this, this struggle against all the skin and sensuality in the world, and and really trying to like, I was like, I don't have that anymore. Like, I can see. I, I had this moment where like. I don't I don't lust that way anymore. That even even if I see an image on a TV show or a woman that's out and and is showing, you know, being a little generous with her body and her skin, that doesn't lead to arousal the way that it used to. It's not that connection is no longer there. It does not automatically go into that file and into that rut. It just goes, yep, that's I need to look away from that. And Mm -hmm. that's it. It's done. The power from that has been severed, and I'm like I didn't, there was this long season where I actually didn't know that was possible. And I'm so grateful for it. And I found myself trying to explain that. And then it was just like a couple weeks later, we were in a training and mm-hmm. Dr. Karen Purvis was talking about firing together, wire together, and obviously using that to help, you know, explain to foster parents and adoptive parents why their kiddos have some of these behaviors and what you just said, you can't take it away from them without giving them something else. And she's talking about rewiring that by making them do a redo, right? Like not right. just saying, hey, don't. You right. know, throw that fit, or don't. You know, walk over there with that attitude to pick up your plate. You know, let's hey, let's try that again with some respect. And mm-hmm. you do that over and over again, and over time, that creates a new pathway. And just light bulb went off, like, oh, that's yeah. what God did in us. Yeah. That's how that power got severed.
1: This is because we just started having more and more sex. Yeah, and you just started making it more intentional that you were only going to have orgasms with me. Yep, and then before we knew it. We didn't even know that's what was happening when it was happening. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't, yeah, to be clear, I wasn't uh, having orgasms with other women physically. (laughs) But, 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 I mean, uh, but still, Jesus says, you know, that that's true. We should make that clear. you, You commit adultery, you know, whenever you think about it in your heart, you've already, you've already gone there. But yeah,
1: we admit not alone. Yeah, not alone. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so what we'll talk about later is that you need to be invited to all of each other's orgasms. Like, yeah, that that's where that's the only source. We talked pro, uh, part about of your Proverbs, <laughs> yeah, we talked about Proverbs five last week about the fountain, your fountain being blessed, and your fountain being your spouse, right? And that that fountain, your spouse, the the wife of your youth, should be. You know, that her breast should satisfy you always and be intoxicated with one another. And that's the goodness, that's what God has for us. And so, yes, that is what uh, we sort of stumbled into. And so we feel like, you know, sharing our story and talking about and and leaning into the science a little bit, right? We're not experts here. (laughs) But just that little bit of training we got was like, oh, that's that. I think that can give people some practical handles to. Yes. to to work with to hopefully expedite this healing yes. for them that's our hope and yeah. so yeah
1: yeah so uh so yeah so we're going to use this brain and body chemistry that we've talked about and um apply it to our marriages and our yep. sex life within our marriages um so how how do we do that how do we how do we take this and um and use it and you know we jokingly said have lots of sex right. with That's each basically other. The
0: prescription. Yep. That is,
1: yes, that is that. And that is part of it. But let's let's talk about the reality yeah. that, you it's know, not gonna be that easy for some. it's not going to be that easy for some. You know, if you've had a lot of distance in um, your relationship, um, if it has been months or years yeah. since you've had a physical interaction, yeah. um, intimate interaction, um, it's going to be a challenge. Right. It is. And so our advice, um, for that couple would be, you know, first of all, you know, at the end of our last podcast, we talked about the importance of confession. Yeah. If, if, the, if pornography or, you know, masturbation images, something has been um, a struggle, if that's been an issue in your marriage, then you have to confess that. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't listen to our first podcast, go back, listen to that. And, you know, where we kind of talk about what that confession time looks like. But yeah, so that has to that has to happen. And And we're talking
0: and we're we're talking primarily there in that podcast and right now about with one another. And this is one of the things we're assuming we're assuming you're dealing with this with God, okay? And maybe Mm -hmm. we shouldn't assume that. We want to just say for a moment that you know that that you need to take your sin, like you need to confess to yes to your spouse, and that that's I, I think. That's part of what doesn't happen a lot because there's a lot of fear there, and that's what we shared last time. Is that's when yeah. turning point really happened, was when I was completely exposed before you. That's right. whenever we really experienced healing. It was painful, but in a, in a way of like you know getting a tumor cut out is painful. It's really good for us long term, but it was right. really painful in the moment. And so yeah, we're talking about that, but again, we don't we don't want to assume that you ha- like you need to deal with this before the Lord. Psalm fifty one would be my encouragement to go there, and 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 read. And, and make, this, make David's prayer your own prayer. It's appropriate for the subject because this is what David prayed after he was uh, exposed with, for his affair with Bathsheba. And, um, and it's a famous prayer. Um, but, but this is where he, he says, Have mercy on me, on me O God, um, according to your abundant mercies. Uh, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly. Cleanse me from my sin. Um, you know swears later he's going to say purge me with his up in verse 7 and I shall be clean wash me I shall be whiter than snow let me hear joy and gladness let the bro- bones that you have broken rejoice uh blot out all my iniquities verse 10 Cle- create in me a clean heart o god and renew a right spirit within me cast me not away from your presence and take not your holy spirit from me restore the joy restore the joy of your salvation so you need to have like don't skip that mhm and, and, and sort of when we talked last week about, you know, the, the hill and the drainage or it like we, we talked about work on your defense, right. like, so you need some software, you need some accountability, you need some of those things in place. And any, most good sports teams are going to start with defense before they get to offense. And so you need to do that. Sure. And part of this man is like inviting God to come in with the excavator and just rework this soil of your heart and your brain, like. You know what I mean, like, and so don't do this without God. Don't just go to your spouse, like. So we don't want to assume that,
1: and don't just do it on your. Don't just think you have to do it on your own either. Like, yeah, or just like you and God, like that. That can be possible, um, but you have to invite your spouse in. That's right. On this,
0: yeah. I mean, God has ordained confession to one another as a way to healing, whether you're married or not, right? right. Just in in general biblical right. community, like, yes, confess your sins to the Lord. Yeah. He'll be faithful and just to forgive you, but. He also says confessing to one another, right? right. And, and so
1: too often in our church culture, we just feel like we have to, you know, we got to yeah. get our stuff together first, right. Then you know we can talk to people about it. That's
0: anti-gospel, yeah, e, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So that confession uh, piece is huge, and this, you know, that ability to admit to each other that you have an issue, you know, like we, this is a problem. It has been a while. We and um, just naming it, yep. basically. Yeah. Talking about it,
0: so if you're so. able to just jump right into having sex, then do that. Great. Right, you're probably going to still going to talk a little bit, but we're we're really talking about for those of you, man, that that seems hard, like impossible right now, yes. you wouldn't even know how to begin that, then right. start start with some conversations. And it's right. helpful to sort of back up and think about most relationships, not all, but most started with a progression of connection, That's right? That's right. Like if you rewind before, you know, whether you got married... The pursuit. But there, yeah, there's a pursuit of, uh, you know, of connection that, that 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 grows over time. And so yeah. you're kind of going to redo that. And so right. that... Should and usually starts with some conversation, right? And, and start
1: dating you again.
0: Yeah, it's exactly. And so look yeah. at it that way. Don't think, oh, I don't know how to get there from here. Sort of just you know demystify it a bit and go. Right. Okay. Well, how did we get there the first time? Obviously, we fell in love at some point and we had this connection. Most couples, at least, you know, that's true of. And so, how do we get there the first time? Let's let's kind of go back. Let's start mm-hmm. over. We. We can uh, we have time. We we, we we wanna work on this, we wanna do it right. And so don't just think, Oh, okay, I don't I don't think we can get there from here. Well, all right, well can you just get back to having a conversation and maybe holding hands? Like right. is that a little more doable? Right. And so start there. And also, man, if, if there's bigger issues, don't be afraid to get some counseling. I don't know if we said that last time or not, but don't be afraid to reach out to us. Don't be afraid to get it we you know, we can help you find, you know, some good biblical counselors, you know, therapist. That may be necessary for some. We don't want yes. to assume that it's not, right? But, um, but yeah, a lot of this is going to be just like rewinding and, and date one another, have conversations, communicate.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, talk that's to that's each start other. Tell, down walls. tell people. Tell each other. You know what you like about each other. That, and and sometimes it just needs to be heard by each other that the other spouse actually wants to improve it. Right. Like. We you like you're not you're not happy. You're not content with the way yeah. things are. Not that not that you want to get out, but that you want it to be better. Right, and that it can be better because
0: you've probably filled that void with so many lies. You know, when you don't right. talk about something, you start believing the worst. Exactly. You think you know what they believe, so it does help to just verbalize. Exactly,
1: yeah, to talk about those things. Say it, yeah, and and be honest. You know, and for me, I know. You know, this may apply to mostly. Um, the women, but um, being honest, you know, if your husband comes to you and confesses, you know, his struggle or whatever, like, be honest with him, you know, don't just tell him fine and walk away, you know, like, talk to him and like, um, you know, share your, your feelings on that, like share how, you know, maybe own a little bit of, you know, like, the part that you may have played in it as far as being um, being discontent with your body image and mm. stuff, and I'll talk about that he- more here in a minute. But, um,
0: yeah.
1: But being honest with him of how that makes you feel, you know, like some some men kind of want to dismiss it a little bit, like it shouldn't have really affected their wives because it wasn't an affair. Sure. You know, you weren't physically with another woman, yeah. but for for women, you know, that it, it's almost the same kind of feeling, you know, because of how we are yep. wired, you know, like that's basically you've told us you're, you know, that you're discontent with us Yep. and you'd prefer the image of someone else. And so, you know, being honest and open about that and guys, if it's the men who have struggled in this area, you know, maybe be honest about what it was, be honest about, um, you know, if it if it was porn, what kind? You know, because yeah. if if not, then that's you know, like you were saying, like we're gonna imagine the worst. Yeah. Um, if it, you know, be honest about the time of day when yeah. when you were most susceptible to give in to to that, um, when it was most tempting, and and what could help you. You know, like be be really honest with her about that. Um, help kind of clear up some of that.
0: Yeah, don't come at her as this is your fault and this is how you can help. But Mm -mm. but yeah. And that that's probably helpful if she's asking those questions. Um it's just you just it's gonna be messy.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be bad before it can get better. But um having this is a part of it. Right, yeah. yeah, Having all these conversations is is huge. And then um and then to keep in mind that it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a quick fix. Like depending on how long it's been. You know, if it's been a year or more this is going to be a very slow progression. Mm-hmm. If it's been a few months, it'll be a little faster maybe, but yeah. um, just keep in mind. Don't if there's
0: been adultery or if there's been, yeah, it just, right. there's a lot of things going on there and we understand that.
1: Right. Yeah. The so big take thing it, is start
0: taking steps toward one another. Yes. And you don't have to just think about, okay, well, how do we have, set, like, right. okay, what, let's take baby steps toward one another.
1: Right. And that starts with the communication, the yep. talking, being honest. It starts with, you know, then that can be going on dates again. Oh. Uh, holding hands.
0: Putting the phones away. Looking each other away. in the yes. eye. Don't yeah. go
1: on dates with other people. You yeah. know, I mean, there's, you a, time too, there's yeah, a time for yeah, that. There's a time for that. But Don't make call sure. that your date time. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Don't go on dates with the kids. Yep. That's not the same. <laughs> you mm-hmm. didn't date before with the kids. Yeah. Don't date yeah. now with the kids. Um, yeah. And so, that gradual progression, you know, then that leads to maybe holding hands, maybe kissing again, yeah. maybe, you know, take that Take those steps towards each other at a gradual pace, where the other is yeah. feeling comfortable. And
0: yeah, and, and if there's been some real raw confession, that 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 may take some time. And exactly, you don't, you don't need to be like, "Oh, I confess." Can we work on this now? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to like, you earn like you made your bed. You gotta wait. You gotta you gotta wait a bit. You know, yeah. you gotta let that heal and give her time and give her space. And you might need to bring in you know some counsel for that, and that's okay. But don't be. You know, don't be forceful. Don't say, well, I'm, you know, I confess now I'm ready to, you know, she's going to need some time. He's going to need some time to to process these things and and work through it. And that's okay. Um, uh, Hopefully you got a lifetime here. That's the deal. Right. You've made you've made this commitment. And so I think we should probably address the kids thing just briefly, because this is not unrelated Mm-hmm. A lot of times, couples are, you know, coming in marriage. See a marriage. decline yeah. in sex, and that makes sense when right? the kids come in. Yep, they mm-hmm. ruin everything. No, I'm just kidding. They don't <laughs> we love our kids. Uh, but this this can be a factor for sure. And so um, we we just, you know, if you haven't heard the, us say this or somebody else say this, like we want to encourage you to prioritize your marriage. Yep, culture doesn't always do that. There's a lot of families that build their life around their kids. Their kids become the center of the universe, and they let them dictate their schedule and their their relationship. Right. And so, you know, there <laughs> there's a lot here, but but here's the simplest way. That's a, we whole, say, that's
1: a parenting yeah, podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Part of but, that. But
0: it affects it here because you know. uh, the easiest way to look at it, and one of the most helpful things for me to hear was just to, to be reminded that, um, hey, one of the best ways we can love our kids is by staying together and loving each other mm-hmm. by having a healthy marriage right with one another is one of the most loving things now right your kids aren't gonna like it whenever you leave them with a sitter or with Grandma and grandpa to go on a date mm-hmm. or when you leave them to go on a weekend away mm-hmm. or when th- you
1: lock them out of your bedroom that's
0: right <laughs> 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 they're gonna throw a fit they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make you feel bad for it but um, but that's you know it, it's actually loving for them for you guys to pursue one another because you were together. You want to stay together. First of all, you want to still be together throughout their whole childhood. Right. That's loving for them. And in order to do that, you got to stay connected. Um, you you And you want them to see a healthy marriage. You want them to have a healthy marriage, right? You yeah. wouldn't want them to get into this where, you know, they're not having a healthy, flourishing, you know, happy marriage. Mm-hmm. And so you need, to, you need to prioritize and show them how. And, man, that's lost in a lot of couples. And so, uh, you know, if you got... You got kids sleeping in your bed with you and that's creating a barrier where you're not having, like, you need to deal with that. If mm-hmm. you're not getting away for date nights, you need to deal with that. You need to, you, just, you got to make the hard decision to prioritize yourself and um, and that, some of yeah. those things are going to have to be addressed. We're not going to, if your kids are going to sleep in your bed, then you got to figure something else out. You got to the, lock them in there and go to the other room. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, our recommendation would be work out of that, right? Get them in their own room. But man, if that's going to be a thing and that's a non-negotiable for you, then you got to be creative and find another way. And we'll right. talk more about that perhaps next, but that's a big thing. And so mm-hmm. it, it, I, I, maybe that just falls under identifying some of the obstacles, right? Where did yeah. we go wrong? That's right. probably part of the conversation. Right. Where did this thing go wrong? And a lot of times that's that is...
1: After kids, after
0: kids, wife's bodies change, and time goes by. There's what are you not, trying to say? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, there's a season where you're like, "Don't touch me," and so that that's a change, and right, and then you don't always, you know, uh, feel as desirable, and then then you got them too, like you know, we got right. a, we got a one month old right now, like we're tired,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and that and that, well
1: actually our 15 month old's probably the one that's That's
0: true he's crazy <laughs> most exhausting but uh yeah that matters yeah. right and they're <laughs> not
1: happy you know i know we've told our kids at, at some point you know uh i think several times actually like listen like we were here before you guys <laughs> yeah we're going to be here after you guys leave and so you know we're we're going to go on this date we're yep. going to keep our dates we're going go on vacation on a trip sorry. together we're going to you know, have our time together and keep our relationship healthy because, you know, we're not done when you guys leave. Yeah. So yep, yeah, they're not always happy to hear that. But But it's know. important.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. So once you've had some of those conversations, um, you know, just again be practical. Don't don't over analyze it. If you start holding hands. Start by maybe just hugging each other, right? And holding each other for a bit. Cuddle yeah. sit next to each other on the couch. Armor like Sort of like the progression was when you first started. Exactly. (laughs) Go through those processes. Put the moves on her. That's right.
1: Slow. Yeah. Progression. Yeah. Feel her out.
0: Yeah. Do those things, Uh, and communicate with you know, and and if there's a a point of discomfort, like okay, that doesn't don't don't throw your hands up and and walk away, Mm -hmm. right? If if one don't be offended. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. So just go, okay, and and we'll keep, we'll keep working. We'll we'll stay, you know, we'll we'll hold hands again tomorrow and we'll hold hands again the next day and we'll do that as long as necessary. And then, you know, and then move to, you know, like I said, holding each other, hugging each other. Um, and then just, you know, sleeping and then making out, right? Like just, Mm -hmm. again, you guys know the, how it works. Um, do that and, 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 um, communicate the whole time that that's what we're saying. And then really the shift that, that, I mean, I really have to credit you, and I don't know because I didn't deserve to—you showed me so much grace and and such—I um, I just didn't deserve the way you, you treated me. And But there was a shift where you, you just became, like, intent on you were going to meet my needs, and you were kind of aggressive about it, which was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. But I don't know if you want to talk about that shift in, in like— yeah, why mm-hmm. you you did that, or and how? Right. And I don't know, but it I, I credit it to this healing uh, because that's that's whenever you know we were because it's not just a one time fire together wire together that happens over time. That's right. You have uh, to
1: keep yeah.
0: I think Karen Purvis talks about with kids sometimes it could take like three hundred progressions, but if you mm-hmm. add something fun or another element there that can speed up that that mm-hmm. uh, that, that that rewiring and thankfully. Sex is fun and pleasurable and has plenty of things to sort of intensify that. But um, yeah, I don't know if you want to.
1: He's not happy. He's right not going to let you talk about it. But <laughs>
0: no. well, let me talk to the man for a minute then. Okay. While you wait there, so so as you do begin to first of all, men, you've got to you have to cut off the other sources. You can't keep looking at porn. You can't keep lusting after women and expect to move into a healthy relationship with your um, with your wife. You just can't. And so you need to cut that source off, build the wall as we sort of talked about last time. And, um, and and then, then you can start, you know, trying to, to build in the, the other parts of it, but um, you, you have to be willing to go there. You have to be willing to, um, as we talked about last time, if, if it's a hand that's causing you to sin, to cut that thing off. It's, if it's an eye that's causing you to sin, then gouge that thing out. Um, and so, Once you've done that, once you put up those defenses, then you're ready to start, you know, um, being offensive again. And that will look like, like we said earlier, having a lot of sex. But here's the thing. You have to make sure that you are taking your wife in at all points of sexual pleasure. So I know that what happens, we read it in the John Mayer article or interview last week what happens a lot of times whenever you are super, you know, addicted to point that that even whenever you're actually having intercourse, a lot of men are running a reel of images and remembering other women in their mind as they're doing that. You have to battle that. You have to stop that. And the easiest way to do it is just to simply to choose to enjoy your wife. It doesn't matter you're not comparing. It doesn't matter what she looks like. You're choosing to enjoy your wife. That is your fountain. That is who God has blessed you with. And so as you're going through those intensive moments and as you're having that, you know, that climax, you need to make sure that your wife is the one that you're, you're sharing that with in your mind um, and, you know, obviously physically. Um, and so that's that's a huge huge part of this. You can't just keep you know uh, well you know like I said with the one guy that said well it doesn't matter as long as it, as long as she's the one I'm going home to as long as she's the one I'm with it doesn't matter who I'm thinking about. That is not true. This very principle that we're talking about is you need to be th- you need to be thinking about the, the one you're with. You need to be enjoying because you're going to be bonded to whoever you're thinking about and whatever right. you're thinking about. Right. And so that's a big part of this, man. You need to make sure you make that commitment. And honestly, if even if in the process of struggling toward health here, if you slip up and you're in a moment of you know, um, choose to be thinking about your wife and not not somebody else, if you're you know, um, but just don't do that. But even if even if that's you know where you are, like you need to tie that, you need to move toward health where you're thinking mm-hmm. about your wife in all moments of that ecstasy that God has for us and these things. And so that's a part of this uh, for the men. Okay, I think he's content. So you could share with the women now.
1: Yeah. um,
0: What what caused you to sort of flip that switch and be on the (laughs) offensive?
1: Well, um, so I've always struggled with um, body image issues, and I think most women do. Um, And just not being, you know— Especially after kids, but even, I mean, even before kids, really, you know, just kind of feeling like, um, undesirable, not attractive, uh, not sexy enough.
0: Which is the women's side of this culture, right? Exactly, because right, because
1: we're, the images that, the same images that you all are flooded with, you know, that, you know, are over-sexualized, they're also telling us, like, this is, <laughs> this is what the standard is, yeah. and you don't measure up. So, um... Anyway, so, you know, I know that that's a a big wrestle, especially during intimate times and feeling, you know, if you're not feeling sexy, if you're not feeling attractive, then, you know, his pursuit or his compliments are just not going to be effective. Um, You're just not going to believe it. You're going to think he's just wanting to have sex and he's not wanting, he doesn't really think that because, you know, he's been enjoying these other images that he's preferred and not me. And so... Um, so, you know, and it's still like, I'm, I do still wrestle with that. It's not, um, I'm not completely healed of that. I, uh, it is still a choice that I have to make daily, uh, to think positively about myself. Um, but you know, one of the things that, that helped with that is just, you know, if, if there's something that you're discontent with, um, with your body, then you know, move, move toward making those changes, you know, and that's, that's kind of where I started. And, um, it didn't happen overnight. It was, you know, I didn't, didn't happen instantly or even, you know, exactly the way I wished. like I didn't grow five inches, five more inches of legs. You know, it was just, um, you know, I started going to the gym and i made some changes in my diet and then just doing that, like I still, I didn't lose like you know, 50 pounds or anything drastic like that. But, you know, I did, I did lose like 10 to 15 and that made me feel better about myself. And, and even, you know, just the going, just the exercising, you know, that portion of it just made me feel better. And so, and it wasn't a drastic change, but it was enough that made me feel more desirable. It made, you know, and also, um, you know and and spiritually just like this isn't you know you have to take this to God as well and like let him and scripture speak truth to you because this is an area that satan is going to take a, is going to grip a hold on us like in the same way that you know it's images and porn and that sort of thing you know primarily with the guys you know with the women it's body image it's yeah. lies you know to the point where you know, you're looking in the mirror and you're not really seeing
0: right.
1: a correct image, you know? And um, anyway, so that's yep. that's where that's where I started. That's kinda of what flipped that. And then there was also just kind of this, I'm a pretty competitive person. Right. A little <laughs> bit, just a tiny bit. And so there was just indetermined and you know, it's kinda of like my personality blended with this, and I was just like, you know what? No. If if he's going to he's going to be satisfied with anybody, it's going to be me. And I'm just going to make that happen. And that's just too bad. I'm going to be what he desires. I'm yeah. going to be, you know, and and no, that doesn't mean that I morph and change into whatever whoever he was looking at. It just which meant, wasn't what I wanted. Right. I never right. said,
0: yeah, yeah. I never said that. Well, And, and again, I, and men struggle to explain this to women, rightfully so, I, because it, it makes sense why women would feel this way. But obviously, you all feel like we we turn to those things because we're not content with you all, which is just not true. It really is this different thing, but it right. totally... Right, like we have no excuse before you of yeah. why you feel that way. Right,
1: super hard to believe, though. God, yes, very and hard t- to believe. Yeah. yeah,
0: and and yeah, and and it's not an excuse, and shouldn't be pretend to be. But right, but yeah. So for me, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, that I was ever discontent with you. Mm-hmm. Those things you just described were for you,
1: right? Exactly. Because from I was my always mindset. saying,
0: "Just let me enjoy you. I like you as you are." Like, yes, I, you're pointing out these things about your body that you don't like. Yes, and I'm going, stop it. I just want to enjoy. I, I really, actually like you, and let me enjoy you. Right. And that was an issue whenever you were you would pull away because you didn't feel sexy, you didn't feel desirable. Right, and that that was a a negative effect. And so I I, I think those things. Yeah, I, I almost thought that the switch of you just taking it in like you're going to be the one that satisfies me. I thought that almost happened before you sort of, you know, felt better about yourself, but maybe maybe those were just tied yeah. together. I Either way, it was awesome. So <laughs> Yeah, it was, man. And so uh I just I didn't know that marriage could could be so awesome. And so you started just you started initiating to be frank. You started initiating quickies, right? Where it was just like, "No, nope, we're going to we're going to do this." <laughs> and it was uh and and it was things like that where Um, man, that's what I didn't know what was happening at the time. Right. That's whenever it shifted to where now
1: new neural pathways were formed.
0: Yeah. So now, even if I do see, you know, a a beautiful woman, like I can acknowledge her beauty and not lust after her, not Mm -hmm. want to have any thoughts about her because you're the only one that that's tied to for me. Yeah. You arouse me. I want you, and so that, and that's because I I've shut off the other flow and gone to the fountain. Like so, it's like. Put up the retaining wall, excavate the ground, start over, and now we're only going to this fountain that God has blessed. And again, we got—we'll talk to yeah. single men another time. But uh, but you have this fountain, and it's that is blessed, and that is the only source. And and man, it just—it changed everything.
1: Yeah, and in the same way, you know, by doing by having more positive, you know intimacy sex with you and like me initiating it the, you know and me feeling better about myself, the more that happened and the more we were having these positive connections, you know these positive intimate sessions, like I the better I felt about myself right. and that was also like rewiring my brain That's how right. I'm mm-hmm. thinking. And so that you know that gives me more
0: confidence yep.
1: yeah, exactly. Um.
0: yeah 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 I think this is uh, hopefully this is helpful this is our this is our journey Um, we're gonna um, we're gonna do a third podcast and we're gonna answer your questions which we haven't got um, any of yet I know you're scared to you know talk about it but um, I know you have questions and so uh, please don't hesitate we will keep them anonymous unless you say hey you know tell, tell everybody our name we will keep uh the uh, question's anonymous. We're not going to say so and so asked this. We'll just say this was asked, and we'll answer it. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that on the next episode. You can send those to info at fermentedfaith.com, or you can just approach one of us at church. We're glad to hear it and 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 uh, write it down that way. Um, uh, so we're going to talk about those questions, and then we're also going to get into some more of the practical things, mm-hmm. um, uh, just about you know how to um, enjoy one another, uh, you know, and and have fun and keep you know keep.
1: Yeah, what's okay, what's not okay? Yeah,
0: keep things spiced up. And so that's the aim for uh, the next episode. So send us your questions. Uh, don't be bashful. Um, we obviously aren't. And so we'll talk about um, whatever is helpful for you all. Um, but for now, you got some homework to do, right? First of all, just start. If you're really disconnected, then, then start over. Pursue one another, date one another again, have conversations. Rearrange your schedule. Have a daggum date night. That's huge, yes. right? Not to have, like, hopefully that ends in sex. That'd be mm-hmm. great. But just to, just to connect. Like, that's a big part of this. Um, particularly men. Like, your woman needs to feel pursued or she's not going to feel connected to you. A lot of, you know, men feel connected to their wives whenever they're having sex. And women have sex with their husbands when they feel Yes. Connected to their husbands, and so we
1: realize that when you're like, babe, I just, I just feel like we just, we just need (laughs) to connect. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, like let's talk and like (laughs) cuddle and stuff. And he's thinking, "Mm, that's not really what I was thinking about. No.
0: You say that, but. I, I just know we're disconnected, and when we start connecting, then I, that leads to other things. Well, I,
1: I've just learned that when you say <laughs> we need to connect, we need to have sex. <laughs>
0: it's not we're what I mean, we're kind of but disconnected, it's, which it's means unreal. we haven't
1: really had sex in the last few days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not unrelated, but uh, it's not always what I mean. But um, but yeah, like um, you have to you have to work on that that holistically. You have to, um, and that's another part. I mean, talk about expectations and. and Obstacles. Sometimes it's just for some women, like when there's kids, you know, in the house, like they're, they're just not going to happen for them. Nope. Right. And so. Right. Um, or when they're just, awake. Yeah, and, yeah. Or when they think you can get in. And so men take charge and like, okay, either planning a sitter, getting them to bed early. Yeah. Putting a movie on, lo- you know, making sure you got a good lock on the door uh, coming up with your, know, what, what you're going to say to the kids. We can get into some of that later, but, <laughs> um, but you know, man, you're going to need to take initiative on yeah. that. And, um, and a lot of this is, again, this is learning to communicate with one another, learning to pursue one another. Um, but yeah, talk about what are those obstacles? What, what's keeping us from it? And then, yeah, just, just date one another, um, move toward one another, um, and, and take, take baby steps and then, man, get there and just, and just stay in that rhythm and keep talking, keep working on it. It won't happen overnight, mm-hmm. but but hopefully this helps you skip a uh, a few years of struggle and and man, we really believe that 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 this can this can change and bless your marriage in really really rich ways that that God designed. Like the, we exactly. didn't come up with this. I think mean, we're right. We're just man. We find ourselves just going like God is so good in yeah. this, and He is so wise and generous to give us this gift, and so um, He has. That for us in marriage, and so we have to, we have to prioritize it. We're really in sin if we don't. If we just dismiss it and say it's not that big a deal, or we're comfortable where we are, I like we're out of line with God's word because He says it should be a regular, regular thing. And so um, that's our our prescription is have some, have a lot of sex with your wife and your husband, and figure out if there's figure out what's keeping you from that. Blow those obstacles down, and um, And get there. And that will actually turn that power that we talked about that's so devastating when it's aimed elsewhere, right? And the effects of porn and the negative. We're going to flip that to the positive and let it have its true impact and true power to bond you together, bring you pleasure, to bring oneness that God has designed. And so that's our hope. Um, Again, we're here for you. Uh, we'll walk with you any way we can via, you know, email if that's, that's your preferred way. We're glad to sit down with one or both of you and one or both of us, um, but, but work on this and then uh, tune back in we'll, we'll answer some of your questions and we'll talk about just some of the practical, frequently asked questions and um, ways to approach a healthy sex life. So, yeah, thanks for listening. We will uh, catch you all next time.